But first, Rocky Wirtz, businessman and longtime owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, died this week at the age of 70. Now, Wirtz took over ownership of the team in 2007, transforming the franchise into a team that won three Stanley Cups during his tenure. And his impact on Chicago doesn't stop there. Wirtz also played a role in the city's business, politics, and one of its newspapers, the Chicago Sun-Times. So joining us now to talk about the legacy and impact that he leaves behind is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Sasha. So uh, I've been looking online. I see reaction on Twitter is heartwarming. So many are talking about Rocky Wirtz loyalty and his generosity. I saw that you were at the White Sox game last night where he was also memorialized. How else have you seen the public and, and the business community react to this loss? You know, you see like players like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, you know, sending out messages on Twitter. Uh, we got tons of tons of emails from the old, different owners of the teams, you know, the Bears, the White Sox, of course, Jerry Reinsdorf and him own the United Center together. They work together a lot of ways. So there's been quite the outpouring from um, from everywhere. And, and the fans, too. I've seen a lot of fans, you know, sending messages. So it's it, it, the impact is huge yeah. because what he did when he took over, when his father passed away, Bill Wirtz, he changed the franchise. He brought him to, you know, this century. Yeah. And Let's talk that about was, that. His, his family has owned the Blackhawks since, what, 1954? Yes. What was the team yes. like before Rocky took over in, in 2007? Well, it was interesting. Uh, you know, they had the last time they had won the Stanley Cup was 1961. Okay. Wow. When he took over, they had missed the playoffs eight of nine years. They were in the doldrums as far as that. They're, the fans were not going to see the games. They were only getting a couple thousand people a night. What he did was something that his father and his grandfather refused to do. He had the games put on television. Mm. Now, that may seem odd. At, in 2007, they had not been on television for home games. That's unbelievable, actually. And the whole thought was because they wanted people to come to the stadium. When was the last time you spoke with him? I'm curious. Well, I had, you know, after the situation that happened with Kyle Beach and, the, you know, the, the, the town hall he had, he was not around to, to talk to. Uh, but but when they used to have the media events uh, before their their weekend convention, we, we everyone had time to speak with him. He was a very generous. Uh, he loved talking to the fans. He mm -hmm. was, you know, around uh, to a lot of people. And, and he really loved his franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of generosity, I mean, he poured lots of money into this team, right? He had some deep pockets. Mm -hmm. It helped him, of course, turn the team around, as you've described. I mean, how did he continue to use that to get the team to three Stanley Cup championships after not winning any since the 60s? Well, the one thing is he already had some things were in place. Uh, Dale Talon was the general manager, and, and, and he took the times that they were so bad. He made great selections with draft picks. But what Rocky did, he, he just enhanced the business aspect. He hired uh, John McDonough, who was the president of the Cubs, to come over and convert this team to be a must-see place to go. And so they, he, the staff was enlarged. Uh, he had a practice facility built just a couple blocks south of United Center, which is used for the community, too. Mm -hmm. And with that community needs something like that, he's done that. So there was a lot of things that he put in place, hired a lot of people, expanded everything, made it, you know, and, and then... He gave, they put money into hockey operations. Yeah. And, and that's why you, you, you win. 
Yeah, uh, I'm looking at comments from longtime ice hockey play-by-play commentator Pat Foley. Uh, mm-hmm. Told NBC Chicago, "quote Not long before he took over, they were mm-hmm. voted as the worst franchise in professional sports. Not just the NHL; they were at the bottom of the barrel, and people had grown apathetic." Not long after he took over, the Hawks ticket was the hottest in town. He saved the franchise, end quote. You agree, Cheryl? Absolutely. And let me bring up about Pat Foley. Pat Foley uh, was brought back by Rocky Wirtz. Uh Rocky Wirtz brought back the old timers, you know, Tony Esposito, Stan Mikita, Bobby Hall, because his father had ostracized them. And mm-hmm. so he w- he embraced the old with the new and that was really important to for this you know the perception of the team got better because of he did that i read that he often sat among the fans during Mm -hmm. the games even though he of course had his own box in the stadium (laughs) yeah there's a couple owners that do that Uh, george mccaskey does that with the bears uh yeah you know and tom ricketts does that with the cubs that's you know People don't think about this, but the owners are fans. They really are fans too, because they, 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 yes, their money's involved, but they are part of the, you know, the lifeline of the teams, and so they really, you know, they want to hear what the fans want, and that's what he also did. He actually did a lot of research with the fans, what they wanted, what they, what they, you know, wanted to have done with the team, what they could add to the entertainment value. Yeah. You touched on the, the Kyle Beach story a moment ago. It's a yeah. reminder that Rocky Wirtz, he was with the team through highs and also some lows, right? Uh, he was there during one of the NHL's biggest scandals. Just remind us what happened, Cheryl, and how he navigated it. Well, the scandal happened in t- 2010, but it was covered up until just a couple of years ago when a lawsuit by Kyle Beach was to the to the team for his, he was sexually abused by the video operator. And uh, after an investigation, it was known that from John McDonough all the way down, they all knew about it and they covered it up. However, the investigation said that Rocky Wirtz did not know about it. With that said, when they did have a town hall meeting to, you know, to get feedback and everything and Rocky Wirtz was there, unfortunately, he he misspoke and he said things that, you know, he kind of attacked the reporter that was bringing up the scandal. After that happened, he did release a statement apologizing for his actions. Hmm. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Longtime Chicago Blackhawks owner Rocky Wirtz died this week at 70 years old, and he oversaw, as we recall, three Stanley Cup championship wins during his time with the franchise. So we're talking now with WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout about his legacy and impact on this city. So for all the good he did for the Blackhawks, Cheryl, Wirtz was also a supporter of local journalism. He was part of this group of investors who owned the Chicago Sun-Times from uh, 2011 to 2017. uh, And then uh, after a pause, again from 2019 to just last year before it became a, a nonprofit and joined with us under the Chicago Public Media umbrella. What did he say about that move, Cheryl? Well, you know, he he understood the need for local journalism. And if you don't invest in it, it doesn't survive. And so something like that was very important to him, and he showed it by investing in the Sun-Times. And that's really important to to really point out. Yeah, what was his time with the Sun-Times like? How how active was he with the organization? Uh, you know what we we did not see the activity he had. 
you know, we never, you know, as far as us journalists covering the team, yeah. we, you know, he did not make that, you know, you know, some people would, you know, tout that over you, but we never heard that from him, yeah. you know, which, which you prefer. <laughs> that, that's, true. that's true. That's the, true. The little that he did say, I know here's one quote. He said, I believe now more than ever, we need multiple viewpoints with respect to local coverage. And the Sun-Times plays a key role in that space. That's what he told reporters when he uh, signed on again back in 2019. Now, Wirtz, uh, he also owned a few other businesses in real yes. estate, insurance, banking, uh, beverage distribution. I mean, tell us more about his overall influence, Cheryl, on Chicago's business community. Well, the liquor in distribution was huge. That was a huge, huge company that he owned. And the real estate, he owned real estate, you know, vast amounts of real estate and, and 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 that's what he was running and that's what he was really caretaking when he before he uh, got stepped into the owner the chairman's role of the Blackhawks yeah so he, so he you know went from that and so he had this bigger umbrella with all these companies he was also a big benefactor of the field museum he did really? a lot of yes he 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 gave a lot of money to charity that was really important to him and and one of the things he was been trying to do in the west side there is again besides the community center is invest money into the community that surrounds the united center wow uh i mean how are public officials responding right now to words this passing he had such a a yeah. footprint on the city yeah yeah you know governor pick pritzker you know he you know was was really sort of singing his praises you know how much he meant to him because he did work closely with the politicians, with the mayor's office, mm -hmm. with, you know, the governors, with the senator, everyone knew him and he knew them. So, you know, that's where, and, and that's why, you know, when, when they built the United Center, they did not take any money from, they did not ask any money from the state or the city. Yeah. They built it on their own, which probably endeared them more to politicians than not. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. I know uh, in a statement from Mayor Johnson, he says, uh, Mr. Wirtz exemplified class and excellence at every turn, while also showing as much respect to a parking lot attendant as mm -hmm. to a fellow magnate. Um, he didn't gel so well with every mayor, right? I know that Wirtz and, and former Mayor Rahm Emanuel and, and Wirtz, they had some pretty contentious encounters, didn't they? Of course they did. <laughs> you know that you you yeah. can't please everybody, right? And and, and the thing is, you know, what, you're talking about somebody that's been established a long time. I'm talking about the Wirtz family, and you have, uh, you know, the mayor is they're going to be on opposite ends sometimes, and that does happen, and and you see that happens. But you know what? It when you're an owner, you you want to have good relationships, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. Well, what's something that you think people may not remember about Rocky Wirtz? I think the fact is how much he did care, how he, you know, he he really did want the best for the team, and how he felt he was distraught over what happened during the the scandal yeah. that that did impact him. I mean, you can't say it didn't because everyone I know that's close to him said it did impact him. So that's really important to know, but. But, but, but being able to do what he did with a franchise that was really, as Pat Foley said, was considered the worst in all of sports, yeah. to turn that around, that was almost a miracle. I mean, I'm not kidding you, because when I would cover games back then, before 2007, yeah. there wasn't anybody there. 
know? <laughs> just you <laughs> in the, in the locker rooms. Be a friend. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, while we have you, I do want to switch gears just briefly and talk about the Big Ten conference that kicked off their media days this week. Yeah. Uh, we're particularly particularly interested in something we talked about earlier. It was what Northwestern had to say. This is, of course, in the wake of that football hazing scandal. Right. Briefly tell us who showed up and what was actually said about the allegations, because we were we were looking forward to this. This would have been the first time we'd hear public comments. Exactly. And and, and the interesting thing is every coach gets 15 minutes segment to uh, to present themselves and to take questions. And interim uh, head coach David Braun, he took the first 10 minutes to talk hmm. and there was nothing mentioned about the hazing during that. Really? So when, when a question was raised about it, you know, you know, there was there was only a couple of questions that were allowed because of the, the short shortness of time. He could not answer it, you know, and, and what he wanted to emphasize was, was that he was talking to all the players one on one, that he was spending time with them, that, he, you know, he's trying to um, make it kind of like a family type atmosphere. He's got a lot of work on his plate. There's no doubt about it. And so it, it's going to be interesting Going forward, because remember, he only he didn't start with the team until January 16th. Right. So he, you know, he wasn't there during. So he's fairly all... new anyway. Exactly. So uh, he's also he's a defensive coordinator. He's never been a head coach, and now he's a head coach of the of a Big Ten team that's in the midst of quite a controversy. Yeah. I the don't inter- envy him. No. Yeah. Here's an interesting: three players were supposed to be there. Each each team sends three players. The, the new, new, uh, Northwestern players decide not to go. Yeah. What was interesting is the athletic director, uh, Derek Gregg, who has not talked to um, a vast amounts of media, he sat down with a broadcaster from the Big Ten Network. That was interesting in mm. place of where the three players would have been uh, spoken to. Interesting. Yeah, and he, he just, you know, there's a lot of things you couldn't say because of the legal action that's going on. Of course. Yeah, well, we'll have to just keep an eye for sure. Uh, Cheryl Ray Stout is a WBEZ sports contributor. Thank you so much for the updates. You're welcome.